0: Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.
1: What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey,
0: everybody, welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fans I'm your host, Cody Schultz, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Netflix Life editor and co host of the CW Spiral podcast, Reed Goudens. Welcome, Reed. Hi, Cody. So Netflix finally dropped our March release slate. And it's kind of an interesting mix, I'll confess. Um, So I'm excited to just dive in, see what's coming this month, get your reaction to some of the hot takes. Um, But before we dive into our predictions and top, you know, must watch the shows of this week, let's take a look at the full list. So This is the list of every Netflix show and movie coming in March 2020. I'll point out this is just the original list, so there's a ton of other titles coming that are non originals, but here's what you can expect in March. So we've got The Guardians of Justice, Worst Roommate Ever, Savage Rhythm, Making Fun, Lies and Deceit Season 1, Against the Ice, Surviving Paradise, A Family Tale, The Weekend Away, Pieces of Her Season 1, The Andy Warhol Diaries, Queer Eye Germany, Byron Bay's The Last Kingdom season five, Love Life and Everything in Between, Formula One Drive to Survive season four, The Adam Project, Life After Death, Krakow Monsters season one, Bad Vegan, Pedal to the Metal, Rescued by Ruby, Human Resources season one, Windfall, Is It Cake, Top Boy season two, Young Famous in African season one, Black Crab and then Bridgerton season two. I feel like that's a lot of titles coming. But there's no denying that, of course, the big one is Bridgerton season two. I think this is the one I'm most excited about. Would you say that's probably the same for you?
1: Yeah, I think that's the same for a lot of people because this list is long, but there's not a whole lot of stuff to grab onto. And Bridgerton coming at the end of the month is just, you know, it keeps us waiting uh, through a whole month of... Not a whole lot to add to your watch list, unless you're like, hmm, what is what is this show? I'll, I guess I'll watch that. But yeah, Bridgerton. It feels like we've been waiting forever, even though it's only been about a year. But yeah, that's the biggest one that I'm looking forward to watching show wise.
0: Yeah, I confess, when I was like looking at this list, I'm like, there's a lot of titles, but it doesn't feel like there's a lot of titles like that I'm personally excited about. It feels like there's some that could be. I feel like March has the potential to be a sleeper month. Like there's a lot of season ones. There's a lot of new movies. So it definitely could be one where first surprises, but I feel like of like the sure things, Bridgerton definitely is that big title for March. Um, Of course, like you said, it's been, we got the first season in December, 2020. So just under the radar there that end of the year, I think it was a Christmas day release. And so the big anticipation people wanted to see it sometime in 2021 with the pandemic, like many shows, it kind of was bumped. So I feel like we are anticipating that's going to be the biggest release for March and I just can't see any of these other movies or shows besting like it's bridgerton like seeing how big it was in season one i'm very curious to see how it's going to perform in season two just because i feel like with season one of any show you get those fans who are kind of curious and tune in right away but then you get that word of mouth and i feel like that's where bridgerton kind of found its footing was that people started watching it it gained more traction on the internet and it almost was even bigger those first few months of 2021 than it was that initial week when it dropped in december
1: And I think word of mouth could be a big thing in March with shows like pieces of her. I know I feel like not a lot of people know what that is myself included. Like it feels like it's coming way under the radar, but I think those it's a thriller show and those thriller shows tend to, even if you don't expect them, they show up on your watch list. It's eight episodes. You watch it over a weekend. Everyone's talking about it. And I think that could be a dark horse. And I know the th- fans of The Last Kingdom are really looking forward to this upcoming season, um, so I'm happy for them to have their show back.
0: Yeah, I mean, and like you said, there's definitely some you know can't miss titles. Of course, Bridgerton. We do have Last Kingdom season five coming, um, as you mentioned. You know, the the weekend away is one I don't think we've talked about yet, but that's coming yes. early March. I think that has some potential. Um, I feel like this month, looking at the list, is a little bit stronger on the movie side then per se the tv side like we've got some big originals coming with mm. we've got windfall we've got rescued by ruby the weekend away um the atom project which i feel like could be a big movie again it's got a big cast um so a lot of interesting movies is there anyone in particular you're looking forward to of that slate
1: the three that i'm looking forward to the most i would say are the atom project the weekend away and windfall but of those i have to confess i know everyone's gonna want the atom project because it's you know it's ryan reynolds it's Action, but I love Leighton Meester, and I'm really looking forward to the weekend away. And I hope they give it the promotion that it deserves, because it feels like it's just kind of slipped in out of nowhere. And <laughs> other than like one post on her Instagram and like a trailer drop on the official Netflix handles, I haven't really seen anybody talking about it. But I think it'll be a really good like thriller. You know, you throw it on the background, you spend a Sunday watching it, and I hope it it makes an appearance on the top 10.
0: Yeah, that one's kind of got... It feels like it's in the same boat, almost as, like, Brazen, which I feel like Mm -hmm. was another one that just kind of snuck in under the radar and didn't really get much buzz. And I feel like part of that was just because Netflix didn't promote it very much. Um, I feel like with some of these movies and shows, it all comes down to promotion and how much Netflix is putting it out there because that's what gets people talking, you know, for so many of these shows. And, of course, there's the algorithm of, you know, recommending different things. But the movies and shows that tend to get the biggest bump like in the the top 10 and like the metrics that they push so much tend to be the ones that they're putting a lot of promotion about and talking about and it's a shame that they're not really showing as much love for that one because like you said it feels like it's got a lot of great potential to be a hit for them um and so i just kind of hope fans discover it organically on their own
1: i'm also really excited for windfall which It looks very different. I'm excited to see Lily Collins in something other than Emily in (laughs) Paris. I have to confess, I haven't really seen her in anything other than that. I love her and I will now watch her in anything. So I'm excited to see that movie. It's directed by her real-life husband, which I think is really exciting. And the cast looks, it looks like it's going to be different. Just like three people, a small thriller. I don't know. I'm excited to check that one out.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that one definitely kind of had to stand out for us, too, just having our girl Emily in there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because we love, of course, Emily Paris, the two of you, uh, the two of us do. And I think it is going to be interesting. It's funny to me. I'm curious, like, when I was looking into this one, like, the cast list, when, like, you just Google it, like, it's very vague character names, like, wife, CEO, and nobody is what comes up in Google. (laughs) And so I'm like, this just adds to the mystery of, like, I'm very intrigued by what Netflix has to store in here. Um, and I feel like it's always interesting when you get, like, those smaller casts, because then you, of course, tend to see the more character-driven movies. Um, not that I don't love, like, huge ensemble movies, but I feel like sometimes those can be, like, a nice change of pace.
1: Yeah, and I hope this will be maybe for the people that are Emily haters. We'll check it out and see Lily do something a little bit different than, you know, <laughs> Emily in Paris. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I really, I have to confess, I don't get the Emily in Paris hate. Um, like, the show never tries to be something that it isn't. It's just, you know, designed to be a fun, you know, kind of rom-com kind of show. And I don't get why so many people just roast it and just sit back and enjoy it. Like, it's such a fun show. I, I, it's one thing that I just don't understand.
1: Yeah, it took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I think so. I mean, of the movies, I think I have to confess, I'm I am excited for the Adam Project just because, like you said, Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, um, that
1: trailer looks amazing. The trailer really sells it.
0: It doesn't. I'm have I have to say, like I'm not normally one who goes for like time travel and like that kind of an angle, with, like meeting someone's younger self and all that. But the trailer really pulled me in and made me like I when I saw the cast I'm like, okay, this has potential, um, because of course we've got Ryan Reynolds, we've got Zoe Saldana. I can't remember who else is in the cast. There's another big name. Jennifer Garner,
1: Mark Ruffalo. It's like, it feels like they buried the lead with just putting Ryan Reynolds in the front of the movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I knew there was someone else from Marvel because I'm like, I remember there was like, wow, there's three Marvel actors in this. As a Marvel fan, of course, I have to add that to the list. Um, I feel like it got a really good spot too because it's coming March 16th, kind of right in the middle of the month, um, right before St. Patrick's Day. So, of course, if someone's looking for like a good movie, St. Patrick's Day weekend, that's, you know, an interesting take is I believe that's a Wednesday, um, which is I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of Wednesday releases, as anyone who follows my tweets knows, just like <laughs> Disney Plus loves a Wednesday release and I just despise them. Um, it's just harder, I feel like, to watch a show or movie like from from the beginning in the middle of a week, like for weekends are easier to binge and for movies and that.
1: Yeah, I agree with you that always throws me when I see a new episode of something pop up, even though like I'm so used to watching like regular TV and having like a weekly schedule with like shows on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when it's on streaming, it's like, Oh, okay. So there's a new episode and I don't get to spend my weekend with it. And then the discourse, if I don't watch right away, the discourse takes off and I have to not look.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's definitely the hard thing with streaming movies in general and streaming shows is it's, it's appointment TV still, but it's harder to watch with fellow fans just because people watch it so many different times that it's not like, okay, I know this show is coming on at like 8 o'clock. I have to watch it, you know, or avoid spoilers on Twitter until I get the chance to watch it during that window. But it's harder with streaming movies and shows.
1: Yeah, I'm not waking up at 3 a.m. to watch a movie or show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have to confess I've yet to do that for for a Netflix original. I've done it with some of the Disney Plus stuff just because they do make it easier with releasing a single episode. Um, props to the people who are out there, like getting up at three a.m. and watching like a whole season of a series. Like, I could never do it myself. Like, just wait up that early to watch a show. But props to them because that's definitely dedication.
1: I think some people might be doing that in March with like Good Girls because I know people have been waiting forever to watch the final season on Netflix. It's been. I believe a year. I think that was the time span. It's, it comes on Netflix a year after it premieres on NBC. And it'll be interesting to see the reaction because I know this was one fans were fighting for to come back and it ended abruptly. I myself am a fan and I didn't get to finish the season just cause it was, you know, a weird time and they just kept the episodes piled up. So I'm excited to check out the rest of the final season. That's unfortunately the final season. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I feel like this one's going to be big when it drops on Netflix. Um, like you said, the fans were very invested in wanting this one to be saved, kind of like what we saw with Manifest, which I feel like NBC had an interesting season. Like They canceled Manifest, Good Girls, and Zoe's Playlist around the same time. Like All of the fans were out there competing um, to try to save these shows that we all love. And of course, two of the three fandoms were lucky enough to get their show saved in some way. Zoe getting a wrap up kind of movie at uh, uh, Roku, and then of course Manifest season four coming to Netflix, which I know we're both very excited about. Yes. And Good Girls was kind of in that mix of like, I remember when they announced the cancellation, like it they made it very clear, like harshly, like it's not yeah. getting saved.
1: Yeah, maybe this will reopen the discourse if it <laughs> if it ranks in the top ten long enough. <laughs>
0: because this one always felt like an easy save for Netflix if they wanted to. Because, like, whenever this show has dropped new seasons on Netflix, they've been consistent performers. They pop up in the top ten list. People are watching and taking in the shows. Um, I just never understood, like, why they were so harsh against, like, we're not doing anything. Like, this is it. We ended it so no one else is going to save it. And it's like, I don't get that mentality.
1: No. Just a two-hour... They did it for Timeless, like a two-hour wrap-up movie. Like, throw it on Peacock. We'll watch it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And especially this wasn't a show that was like, you know, one or two seasons in. They were on season four. I feel like when you get to like around that four or five mark, like fans have been invested. They deserve some kind of send-off. That's just like my... I could get up on a soapbox and preach about like shows getting proper endings because I feel like that's something so many networks do is they just pull the plug on these veteran shows without giving them the chance to wrap things up and give these fans who have been following for years that proper conclusion.
1: I hope that doesn't, like, dissuade any fans from watching it. I was kind of on the fence. I was like, do I finish it? I know it doesn't have a have a uh, justified ending. Like, they just it was abrupt. And do I want to see how it ends if it's not going to get a real ending? So I'm going to check it out. And I hope other fans that might be on the fence do, too.
0: Yeah. And I feel like I feel like it's always, it is hard when it comes to, like, when you know something's ended without a proper conclusion. It's like, because I've struggled with that at times. Like, oh, I know it's not going to have a good ending. It's going to end with a cliffhanger. But it's it's that back and forth. And so, yeah, I hope the fans do. I am, I'm sure they will. I know they were very passionate about trying to save this one. So I'm sure once it drops on Netflix, people are going to just enjoy watching from the beginning um, and just catching up on season four. Another one we didn't talk about on the movie front kind of leads into a broader conversation about, like, the Arrowverse, is we have Rescued by Ruby coming on March 17th, which stars Grant Gustin. This one's an interesting to me. I thought this was just an acquisition. I did not realize this was a Netflix original until I, like, started seeing the promotion for it.
1: Yeah, this one took me by surprise as well. I mean, the more dogs, the merrier, I guess. But I, there was no buzz around this until it was just one day. It was like, here's the poster, here's the trailer. It's going to be on Netflix. And I was like, okay, Cool. Um, sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so those who haven't kind of in the same boat of us and haven't you know heard too much about it, it's basically it's based on a true story. Um, it is about a state trooper who partners with fellow underdog, um, a clever but naughty shelter puppy, um, as he kind of chases his dream to be part of the canine unit. And so it definitely like I feel like Grant Gustin's a perfect casting in the role. Just like he's a likable actor. I feel like when you add like a dog into the mix, you want like an actor who. I don't know, it's likable, like, if they're, like, when you bring dogs in. I just, I always fear with dogs. Like, I am one of those people who, like, searches, like, does the dog, does anything happen to the dog? Because, like, I can't take that emotional toll when, like, things happen to dogs in movies and shows. Um, And I always feel weird saying, like, I can watch... A character, you know, something going through something traumatic, but if you hurt an animal, it just, I can't watch. And so I'm always like curious. This feels more like a feel good one. Yeah. Um. So I'm hoping that that'll be a, a safe watch on my end.
1: Yeah, I hope so too. I hope we don't need to have like a Cody, please stop watching at <laughs> an hour <laughs> and 15 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, just tune out and picture like a happy ending instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, speaking of Arrowverse, of course. Grants the star of the flash. We do have the Legends of Tomorrow season sevens coming in March, uh, March tenth, which I'm excited for the new season to drop. What's interesting about this is of course the Legends of Tomorrow season seven finale is the same night as the Batwoman finale, but only Legends will be making its way to Netflix that what is it, eight days after, just because of the HBO Max deal. I really hate that deal. Like I feel like I miss not having Batwoman alongside all the other Arrowverse shows on Netflix.
1: It feels incomplete. And I even say that as someone who doesn't really watch the Arrowverse, it just feels really incomplete to have some at Netflix, some at HBO. How do you fans do it?
0: We struggle. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's, it's, I think we're at least fortunate in that everything that's not on Netflix on the Arrowverse is on HBO Max, because there's some stuff with like the, how the distribution deal changed. I know, like, I believe Nancy Drew's on Paramount+. Plus. I think it's on
1: HBO Max as well, too. Oh, it is on HBO Max It's very confusing. I think it's on both. I don't know. I admittedly don't know much about Paramount+. Plus.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those weird things because, of course, most of the CW shows are Warner Brothers or CBS Studio produced. And so it's like, of course, it's natural to send those their own streaming services ways. Um, I, I think it's been... We haven't really seen as many of the crossovers since the launch of, you know, Paramount Plus and HBO Max. So I'd be curious to see like how that I like that's where I think it really sucks is like if you're trying to watch one of the crossover events and like you have to go to a different streamer to watch like that show's version of an episode. Of that.
1: I didn't even think of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I I don't believe they have any workaround to my knowledge at least, like with the Netflix shows. Or like if there's a Batwoman um, you know, crossover with one of these shows in the future. Because I know the crossovers have kind of been a little they haven't been able to pull off like to the scale they have in the past just with the pandemic. But it's like when we get to one of those, like the way they break these up, it just feels weird not to have everything just all in one place. You can just go bouncing around to the different, you know, shows. But um, at least Legends of Tomorrow fans know they can enjoy season seven. Once it wraps up, it'll make the drop on Netflix. You can binge watch season seven. You can start from the beginning because of course all seven seasons will then be on Netflix. Um, I feel like that's interesting. Like Good Girls and Legends are really the only two major like non-Netflix acquisitions coming this month.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, of course, there'll be more later this year, more CW shows, hopefully more. There's are fewer, I would say, shows from other networks, but I hope with things starting to leave Netflix, although this month, Vampire Diary fans, you, you're safe. You can watch the Vampire Diaries <laughs> until an undetermined time in the future. Um, but we're seeing fewer um, shows from other networks and I hope they start to rethink that. Cause I don't know how much they can rely solely on their originals when everyone doesn't connect with them. And we always talk about the Netflix bump. Some shows could really use it cause they're not, it's not the HBO max bump isn't as um, not to shade anybody, but it's not as <laughs> big, I would say. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's true. It's, I think it's getting to that stage of like, it's so hard now because you, you know, we've got conversations about NBC's looking to pull some of their stuff off of Hulu to move it to Peacock. And it's like all these networks now have their own streaming services. So it's like, of course it makes sense for them to want their branded stuff to be on their own, you know, services as like an extra addition of like, look, this is the only place you can watch these shows. But I feel like the people that lose out are the fans, like, Mm -hmm. and especially Netflix being the first in the game and kind of. Carving out what is the streaming landscape? I mean, they really did. It, no shade to anyone else, but they were the who revolutionized streaming. Um, and so now that we're seeing these other you know brands popping up and kind of pulling their content back, it's that question of like, what does the future look like for Netflix when it comes to like some of their catalogs? Knowing that in the past there always was that big big you know blend of Netflix originals and then all of these shows that we were you know were watching and rediscovering through them streaming on Netflix.
1: Well, we have good girls and legends of tomorrow to look forward to at the very least.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. So um I'm curious, just like looking back, I feel like we talked, you know, February was a little bit quieter. We hoped March might pick up. What would we, how would you grade March just like looking at this list?
1: Solid B minus. I don't know, there's nothing besides Bridgerton that I'm really like eager and like excited like actively excited for and that's like literally a week out from april so i don't know like march is just kind of like there's also shows that like came out of nowhere like i don't know what's byron bay's i don't know now i'm just dragging (laughs) netflix but (laughs) we love you netflix um but yeah what about you what would you grade it i'm not thrilled
0: Yeah, I think you're a little bit more generous than I am. Like, I'm looking at maybe a C if I'm being nice. Um, And that's only because if we're grading on a curve, like, Bridgerton gives it a bump. If you take Bridgerton out of the equation, like, I don't know, I could go as easy as, like, saying, like, a D month. Just because when you look at, like, some of these months, like, spring generally tends to be when we pick up. And I know we've got, like, The Last Kingdom is another big one. Um, You know, there's some great acquisitions with Good Girls and Legends and a lot on the movie front but it's kind of slow and quiet on the show front this month. Um, Bridgerton really is like the only one heading into March. And I'm like, I'm like ready. I'm counting down the days. Like I cannot wait to dive into this one to write about it, to react about it and just like go all in on Bridgerton season two. Mm -hmm. Like you said, they're holding it so, so close to the end of the month that it's almost, you know, flirting with April. And uh, I don't know. It's just going to be, I hope there's some surprises. I just feel like this is a quieter month. I do think maybe this is the quiet, you know, the calm before the storm um, because we know things are definitely going to start ramping up as the summer. We already know Stranger Things is coming in May. We've got Ozark um, is coming in April, correct?
1: End of April, yeah.
0: So, I mean, we're getting some releases for some of these other big titles, um, kind of anticipating some of the Netflix reality shows to sneak back into the schedule as we start getting into spring. So, I feel like, it's looking up like beyond March. Like there's some great stuff to look forward to this month, of course, as we've kind of uh, touched on in this episode, but uh, I think it's definitely like building to something even more like come April.
1: Yeah, I agree. They're definitely trying, I think to, to establish some new hits, I think with this broad list of new releases, but you know, people will watch. If you put it on there, people will watch
0: yeah definitely and so um you know as we bring things to an end just to recap some of our can't miss titles for the month we've got of course bridgerton season two the last kingdom season five the adam project the weekend away windfall rescued by ruby good Girls season four and Legends of tomorrow season seven so if you're looking for something new to watch on netflix in march maybe check out one of those shows and movies reed thank you so much for joining me it's been a blast talking about all the different stuff and having a little bit of a roast of netflix and uh, <laughs> yeah. and, uh And yeah, so that's all this we have for today. Thank you all for listening and check back more. Sick of being upsold at gyms?